babes. Welcome back to the She Said Podcast. I'm your host, Lily, and in this season, I'm here to motivate, drop some truths, and encourage you to take charge of your life. So, grab your coffee, and let's get this journey started. Are you ready, ready for, for this? this? What's up, baby? Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are joined by one of my favorite people in the world, my best friend and my sister. Avery, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, I am the sister. <laughs> um, I'm the younger sister. Well, the only other sister she has, but I'm the younger sister. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really know what else to say about myself because most, most people already know me. But for those yes. who don't, um, I'm the fun one. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. We are equally as fun. Nope. <laughs> How do you feel about being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom? Um, I'm like, I, I feel honored. Honored. Wow. Honored. I'm excited to have you here sharing your words of what, wisdom. Someone, yeah. uh, one of my other friends uses the word wisdomous. And I always just love that. And I always just automatically go to that because I'm like, yeah. you're a very wisdomous person, Avery. So I'm glad you're here sharing that mm. with everybody else. And basically what I wanted to use for the podcast was the question I asked you the other okay. day. Okay. Do you remember what the question was? Um, was it that long paragraph of questions? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, let me see if I can open up another tab where I have my response and we can talk about it. Yeah. All right. It's right here. Okay. Yeah. Let me scroll up. We talk a lot. <laughs> I can also read the questions and then you can go ahead and share your response. If yeah. Like. Yeah. If you want to do that. Okay. So the question I asked was for you to close your eyes and to picture yourself dead, to picture yourself lying in your casket surrounded by people. And the question was, to picture who you saw there. What were they saying? What did you want them to say about you? When you were lying there reflecting on the life that you had lived or were living, what did you see? Did you live up to your expectations? Did you do what you wanted to? Did you say what you wanted to? Did you have any regrets? And then to take this opportunity as God giving you a second chance on life and using this opportunity to make the changes that you felt necessary to live the life that you fully wanted to live. And what would you do? What would you say? How would you change to meet that person and become the person that you wanted to become? Yeah. Um, so my response was, I don't visualize myself being the dead you normally think of, but the dead as in feeling so disconnected from the world I was placed in. The conversations I would hear would mean nothing to me unless I knew you closely. Since I have always had a problem trusting people when they say they care, I don't know to 
believe you or not when you say oh I lost where I was <laughs> okay it's a long paragraph bear with me um since I have always had a problem trusting people when they say they care I don't know whether or not to believe if you genuinely mean when you say how you missed my smile lit up how my smile lit up a room or if it was just for show I don't want to waste energy on people who weren't close with me. I would simply walk up to my small group of people. I would talk to them and tell them that I love them and that I'm okay just to give them some clarity. My regrets would be not living life to the full potential. There's so much to do and to do and see in the world. And we're just trapped in our own consciousness and only doing what our brain feels secure doing. I wish I did more. That was a handful to read to me. <laughs> Yeah, the little tiny iPhone boxes make it really difficult. Yeah, and I have my text settings as, like, the smallest words possible, so it's, like, so hard with my bad eyes. Yeah, well, everybody goes to that struggle. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that stood out to me about that paragraph was the last sentence you said where our, we're basically stuck in our consciousness doing only what our brain feels comfortable doing. Yeah. And when I read that, I kind of came to the conclusion that we are all living in a life full of comfort. Mm-hmm. And when you think of a life full of comfort and doing things that are only comfortable to you, do you feel like your life is being lived to the fullest? It's definitely not. If you know there is so much more to do, but you're like scared of fear of failure, fear of being judged, or just fear in general, you don't do it. So you only stay in that little bubble of what you feel comfortable doing. So you never get to, like, expand your comfort and expand what you do. Yeah. And I think when you expand your comfort zone, not only are you challenging your mind, but you're also learning and growing as a person. You're becoming more educated more worldly in a sense I think that's what dad would say you'd become more worldly you see the world from a different perspective because when you're in your bubble you only see it from certain angles it's not until you see it from a bigger different space that you truly see it in a different light and I think that can be said for our life because currently I'm not at home and I'm in Colorado 2,000 miles away from the situation that I left and I'm looking at it from a whole nother angle and I stepped out of my comfort zone by coming here. Yeah, but even if you do something outside of your comfort zone and you feel, like, uneasy about it, you can at least say that I have the courage to try. So whether or not you like what you did or not, you can still say, I tried. Like, yeah. I did go out of my comfort zone. I might not have liked it, but I still put in that effort. Or even if you fail. Yeah. Even if you fail, you can still say I gave it my all and I failed, but that doesn't mean I didn't grow and challenge and challenge myself during that time of failing. Yeah, but people fail all the time and mess up all the time. It's what you do after that shows the type of person you are. Like if you give up after and don't try again. Yeah. That How do you does- think? Sorry, continue. No. Um I was just going to say that doesn't show like really good sportsmanship just giving up because nothing nothing ever comes easy to anyone you have to work for what you want like I've always been taught to work for what I wanted because not everything in life is going to be handed to you and that's what I thought for the longest time yeah how do you think comfort zone relates to other parts of your life and not just fear and like 
what other aspects can comfort, can the bubble of comfort come into play? Well, getting out of your comfort zone, sorry, Tucker is barking in the background, if you hear that. <laughs> yeah. But um, getting out of your comfort zone can do, oh my gosh, that dog. <laughs> he needs a mute button sometimes. Um, but no, getting out of your comfort zone can lead to so much because it can lead to new relationships, new friendships, new job opportunities, new like educational opportunities. If you really put yourself out there, like it can lead to so many new like adventures in your life. But by staying in the comfort zone, you'll never know what's out there. Yeah. What was one time that you stepped out of your comfort zone and got in return something that you never saw coming? Um, that's one I'd really have to think about. Like, I know there's one, but, like, I'm trying to think. Or, or in another sense, where was a time that you challenged yourself to do the uncomfortable and to make an uncomfortable decision, and what you got in return changed your life completely? Hmm. hmm. Think. Do you oh. like me to go first? <laughs> I have one. I just don't know if it's like technically one. Any challenge or any any step? This, this was definitely this was definitely a challenge. It was hard for me to do. Yeah, but it's it's when I came out months ago. That was such a challenge for me, but that changed my life in the way that I'm more comfortable with who I am. And I was never comfortable before, but now that I am, it's like I'm a whole new person almost. Like I'm still Avery, but like I can finally be who I was meant to be and who I knew I was meant to be. But the person you were a year before isn't the same person you are now. You've evolved and you've grown into this newer version of Avery, the new yeah. and improved version of Avery. Yeah, we all evolve and we all grow. So it's like yeah. I I still can't look back and be like, I'm the same person I was a year ago because I'm not. Yeah. We've all changed. I think a lot of us like to hold on to that idea that we don't want to let go of who we are, especially if we go through a tough time. And I know I'm no stranger to that where <laughs> I'm having a hard time letting go of who I was a year ago because who I was a year ago had different people in my life. I was in a different part of my life. And so it's hard for me to let go of that time in my life and move on. But I know that I'm no longer that same girl I was a year ago. I'm the yeah. same person, but I'm different. I've changed. I've gone through things that have made me different. Yeah, that's why every time I'm on Instagram, at least like once a week, I see this little pop-up thing where it's like a little picture of two people and it's like one saying you've changed and the other person saying, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Because like without change with who we are, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but we, we must change who we are, not completely, but like we have to change because we make mistakes as a person and in order to learn from our mistakes we have to change what we did exactly and it's like a butterfly a butterfly starts out as a little caterpillar and that's all they know until they wake up and they're a butterfly and they're like wow I never saw this life in front of me like and just it's like when they think their life is ending they turn into something so beautiful 
Yeah. Thank you, Grandma's um, magnet on her fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, I think it's so true. I think change is important, and when we go through a series of change, we're just we're not changing who we are. We're evolving. We're entering a new chapter of our life. Yeah, even thinking about like who I was when we first moved here to Florida. It's like I was a completely different person. If you had little me and me now in a room together, I don't know what little me would say. Like, would I know. Be- um, I feel like I knew where you were going with that question. Would I be proud or disappointed? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, some <laughs> telepathy type stuff. Um, No, but like... I feel like I'd definitely be disappointed in some things I've done. But like I said, it's what you do after is what just like, yeah, what you do after you make mistakes is who you are, like shows who you are. So I think I'd be like five times more proud of me than I am disappointed because what I did after I made my mistake showed that I am a strong woman. Yeah, and it shows that you weren't going to let that mistake stop you from growing and learning, and you were going, you weren't going to let it hold you back from becoming yeah. who you know you're meant to be. Yeah, because for the longest time, I used my mistakes like against me, and I was like, "Dude, Avery, you're such a failure! Like you did this," and I was like, "Um, hello." Like recently, I was like, "Dude, wake up! Like everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect. Like if you say you're perfect." You're wrong. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. And I can't be mad at myself because, one, why would I live in the past? Like, as long as I change and not do it forward, don't hold it against yourself. I think that's what we're supposed to do as humans is make mistakes. And that's basically the foundation of us as humans is to love, make mistakes, and grow. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you sum up human as a person those would be the three founding principles of humanity but then you take it and you see how love has become something that humanity is seeking because we are constantly seeking love in a society that doesn't even see it as an actual thing anymore people are always using hate there's no love and there's no forgiveness for mistakes now without having consequences or having to feel guilty about it yeah. And growing is something that people sometimes shame when you realize that you're growing and you're no longer the person you are and you want to change. People are like, gosh, you've changed. I miss the old you. And you're like, well, what did you want? What did you expect? Did you expect I was going to stay in my five-year-old mindset my whole life? That's exactly like it. Like, do you think I'm going to still be the same person I was like 10 years ago? No. Like I... I clearly made mistakes that shaped me as a person and who I am now because I clearly grew from my mistakes. And there's so much judgment in the world now for everything that you do, no matter what reason. And even people that aren't even in your life, they feel the need to judge you. And it's like, nobody sees the path you're on. Nobody saw the path that you've come off of. Nobody sees the path that any of us is going, but all we know is that we're going to the same place. Ultimately, we're all going to end up at the same place, and that is death. Regardless of how we get there or the journeys that get us there, that's where we're all going. And I think us 
judging everybody from what we're seeing <clears throat> now when we cross paths we're not looking at the paths that they've come from or the paths that they're on we're just judging what we're seeing yeah and i think that's where society is creating a much bigger issue yeah um well on the judging topic that is like <clears throat> oh my gosh excuse me <laughs> I'm not with it today, man. Um, <laughs> no, but like on the topic of that, that hits like so hard because I was thinking about that today, actually, like holding something against someone. Um, I was talking to my therapist about this and they were like, you can't judge someone since my last relationship went so like south so quick (laughs) in my next relationship I was like I'm gonna have trust issues because of what happened last time my therapist was like you can't hold that against someone because just because one person did it doesn't mean it's going to be every person ahead of you so you can't hold one person's mistake against other people yeah because I'm not going to go into detail about what happened with my past relationship, but if you are close to me, you know what happened. But it's like, I gained so much trust issues from that, even to people I cared about most. I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I trust you anymore. But it's like, I can't hold what one person did against my next relationship with whoever I decide to get with. It's like, that's not fair to them. So you can't hold other people's mistakes. You can't hold them against sorry you can't hold them against other people or you can't hold them against yourself or themselves I definitely think that's the power of the universe working because around the exact time like literally the exact day that you were going through all that I was going through an equally as tough situation that not only involved trust and things like that but it also ricocheted and affected your and I's relationship where we were at a place where neither of us felt like we could trust each other because we had been so broken in our own relationships that we didn't feel like we were strong enough as a unit, as sisters, to come through and trust each other. Instead, we were looking to the outside sources. We were going to the root of the problem instead of to each other where we needed to go. Yeah. And I think both of us allowed that. And in my relationship, the break of trust and the judgment and the misconception of character played a big part in it. And still to this day, I still struggle with it because it's never something you're going to easily overcome. And I think there's a lot to say about misjudgment of character as a whole, when people who barely know you and like even strangers on the street feel the need to judge you social media, they feel the need to judge you when they don't even know you as a person. That's definitely so, like, it. it's seriously an issue. Like, that hits for both of us. I know we've both have, have had experiences where, like, we've been judged before we've even had the chance to, one, explain our side of what happened. Because say it's an argument and they're like, okay, well, I'm taking sides with blah, 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 whoever you were arguing with. But it's like, you didn't get the chance to listen to my side or you didn't get the chance to actually know me as a person. So it's like, we're so quick to judge people, but it's like you 
yourself aren't perfect, yet you're judging other people just makes you stoop even lower or go even lower as a person. Yeah, I think in our lives, I think you and I both in this season of life that we're in have experienced situations, not only in my personal relationship, but in our family relationships, where people who have no say whatsoever, or are people who genuinely don't portray a good character are trying to create an issue that didn't even need to be there in the first place. Yeah. They're coming between right and wrong, love and hate. They're creating that. And I think people who do that are just hurting within themselves. And there was something I heard that said, you can only love to your own level of self-love. And that got us, that got me thinking on your and I's, you and I, and how we grew up and how we were taught to always love ourselves. And I'm sure both of us at some point or another went through a phase where we didn't fully love ourselves and we're still growing to learn, but it's like, we are able to love fully because we are fully loving ourselves. Even if we're still growing, we're still trying to give ourselves the fullest amount of love that we can give. But people who have not felt that love in their life, who have felt like love is used as a tool against them, cannot love, cannot have that equal amount of love. They can only give what they know. And if they know love to be toxic, they're not going to give it. Exactly. That is so true. And I just, I feel like, especially in the society we live in, when we were talking about how love is what makes up humanity, there's that connection where if you, if we aren't loving, why do we expect we're going to get love in return? If love has become such a toxic tool where people don't even know how to differentiate if people are only loving them to gain instead of genuinely loving them to love. Yeah, it's kind of like be the energy you want to attract. Yeah, and there comes a point where you don't know if you are truly being honest with yourself and how you feel and I know you and I were talking a lot about souls when I asked you that question and how how you expressed as like the body being the house that the universe has given us but our souls will still be present our souls will move on yeah because like I believe that like I'm still I'm still stuck on like afterlife and like that stuff, but I do fully believe that our souls, when they leave our body, they stay here and kind of finish what they had to do. Like, yeah. not not in, like, that ghostly way where it's like, oh, I have a job I need to finish, and then, like, kills people. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the way that, like, everyone was put here on Earth for a reason. And yesterday, I randomly woke up, and I was like, I just figured out my reason to be here. Like, I feel like, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I just disconnected. Oh. Um, what was the last thing you heard? Um, all of our souls are praying for a reason. Yeah, so yesterday I randomly woke up and I was like, I just figured out my, like, reason to be here. I'm here to help people because I... It took me so long to get the help I needed that I started helping other people as a way to give them advice. Because what dad and I were talking about is maybe 
we give other people advice so we can hear it ourselves. That is entirely true. that's what I realized my purpose was. It was like, we were all here put for a reason. So if you were to, like, die before you get to, like, fulfill what you were supposed to do, then I believe that our souls will stay here and finish it. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because today I was actually sitting down and I was actually helping mom with a problem that she's going through. And then all of a sudden I realized that I'm here to use my words as power. Yeah. To use my words to help and encourage and to bring light to a dark situation, to a dark world. Yeah. And I think that our my I still don't know if that's my sole purpose, but I feel like everything that we've gone through, like your struggles of getting the help you needed helped you realize that you want to help people. That's exactly true. And I think I've realized that what I went through, I don't want to help people in the sense of making them like say a therapist, but I want to help them in the sense of making them realize that you're not tied to your past. Yeah. That you are more than that you are capable of taking charge of a life that you love. Or you are more than what other people say you are. You are more than your own thoughts. And in my eyes, no matter how many times people tell me something I want to do is stupid or reckless or I'm going to get in trouble, in my eyes, I only have one life in this body, one life with this mind. My soul is guiding me, but my mind is coming up with these ideas. And I don't yeah. want to live 40, 50, 60 years and be on my deathbed or have died in between and then realize what would have happened if I did do that, if I did take that extra step or if I did send that text message or if I did say that. Yeah, it's like when I know this is kind of like a petty thing to say almost, but when someone doubts you for what you want to do and then you do it anyway, you're almost like proving them wrong which can be such a good thing and a bad thing. Like, it can feel so, like, you can feel so good about yourself. But at the same time, you shouldn't have to prove anyone anything. Because if you truly want to do something, then just do it, you know? Like, you're going to regret not doing it. Or if you keep waiting and waiting, saying, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. It's like, then why didn't you? What was truly stopping you? I think it comes down to your why. Why are you doing it? Are you doing this to prove people wrong in a malicious way? Or are you doing this because you want it, because you know you are capable of doing it? Yeah. And I think once you ask yourself those questions, you're really able to guide the rest of your life. Am like, I doing this because? Yeah, you got to like ask yourself what your motives or intentions are with doing this. And if it's like, okay, I just want to prove someone wrong, then be like, is that really what I need to be doing as a person? Like, do I seriously need to be proving my worth to someone else just so I can be like, I'm better than you almost? Or should I just do it for me? Yeah. And back to the whole soul thing, I don't know if you know much of this, but it just kind of popped into my mind and it was really in my mind today. And it was twin flames. And I was really just like, really just like leaning into that. I don't know what popped up about twin flames that just caught my attention. But for some reason it popped up and I was really 
thinking about it and how it is our soul but in another person's body yeah and then I was doing research about it and it was it said that it's a push and pull effect and if you're not aware of what it is it's like one push and person pushes the (laughs) other one will pull or like some sort of scientific thing that I don't really um, remember but in the twin flame or soul relationship one person could be pushing to do the work but then the other twin flame or your matching soul will pull away because you've unlocked a part of you that is a negative energy that needs to be changed and they'll keep coming back into your life over and over in a negative way until you fix that flaw flaw quote unquote flaw until you fix it and then they'll come back to your life for good because it only takes one twin flame to fix themselves and it was like I was thinking I was like if everybody on the planet had a twin flame and at least half of the people on the planet did the work to fix themselves and to come to terms with all these situations, then the whole world would be at peace because everybody would have fixed each other. Yeah. That's exactly right. I just, I think there's so much unknown. I think that's the fear of unknown. Yeah. The fear of what will happen. And there was a time when I'm sure both of us, what was a time where you went into the unknown, scared of the outcome, but did it anyways? I know we left you at a little bit of a cliffhanger, but make sure you come back next week to hear the second part of the podcast.